0: Welcome to Two Girls Who Read, a podcast where we discuss, sometimes calmly, sometimes not, the most popular topics troubling or entertaining the readers of the 21st century. The book community on TikTok has grown and expanded so much that now on the social media app, the hashtag BookTalk has over 3 billion views. With fame comes followers and opinions, which the BookTalk community has plenty of. Us, your co-hosts Lily Hope and Olivia Grace, dive into a new book-related topic each episode. Let us know your thoughts on our podcast episode's topic on our podcast TikTok at Two Girls Who Read Podcast, where you can also find exclusive behind-the-scenes clips from our unreleased episodes. Also, if you're feeling really nice, check out our individual TikToks at the Book Readers and at It's Olivia Grace underscore. Now, with all that said, let's get right into today's topic: A Court of Silver Flames <laughs> review slash discussion slash everything fun things
1: okay so obviously huge huge spoiler warning for the entire akatar series but specifically a quarter silver flames if you haven't read it yet this is not if you're halfway through it if you haven't started it if you've just started it this is not the episode for you only listen to this if you've read all of it because we need to talk about so many things
0: we're gonna spoil the whole thing but it's cool because by the time so this podcast we're recording on Thursday, like, after the Akasif release. So it's only been out for two days, but we're on X Games mode, and we finished it already in two days. And, uh, but by the time this podcast episode actually comes out, um, maybe there'll be some more, like, people who are a little more normal and actually have Mm -hmm. lives and, you know, took, like, a week to read it, like a normal person.
1: I think it's coming out at Um, a good time, but I will say, I've seen a lot of people in the comment sections of my TikToks being, like, Mm-hmm. I've, re- I've read it and, like, already reread it. And I'm just, like...
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, I know Sarah J. Moss posted uh, something on Instagram today uh, about A Court of Silver Flames. And all these people in the comments are like, great book, Sarah, great book. What's coming next? And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh my, this poor woman. Y'all are probably stressing her out. Like, oh. she, Sarah's already releasing, like, three books a year that are, like, 800 pages long. And I was like, so what's next?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Literally, though. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Okay.
0: <gasps> Wait, what? I had to say, you absolutely cannot say I am not dedicated to this podcast because with the anger that I feel towards resand right now, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna read the recent Fair bonus chapter so we can talk about it on the podcast, mm-hmm. but I did not enjoy it.
1: Really? Yeah, okay, so so probably- level of
0: dedication
1: is up here. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm not reading recent Fair chapter. Because let's talk about it. I suffered let's through get into it. it. Okay, so while we had a lot of character de- uh, development in this book, uh, we saw—I mm-hmm. I think we saw a lot more of Cassie. We obviously saw a lot more of Cassie and Azriel, and kind of their personalities, um, mm-hmm. and Nestor, obviously. We also saw a lot more of Reese and Amarin and Morse's personalities, but not in a good way. And so that's really interesting. Yeah. And we were talking about this, how before this book, you can literally go back on podcast episodes, but, we were, we were like, we can't order their inner circle except Morse at the bottom for what she's done to Azrael for, like, 500 years or whatever. Um, hmm. But Lily and I were texting, and we have, like, the same – we have a specific order for, like – the inner circle now of like how much we like them. And I think that's really interesting yeah. because we did expect to kind of not like Reese at the expense of like understanding Nestor because they're like on opposite quote unquote like sides at the start of the book. But it's interesting because like Nestor and Reese, they're now like back to being acquaintances or civilized. And I still don't like Reese. Well,
0: what's very funny, actually, is what I did when I was reading A Court of Silver Flames and, you know, throughout the book, I didn't really, like, resend that much. I thought he was being a little over dramatic about a lot of things. Like, Mm -hmm. I understood he was going through some tough times or whatever, but I feel like he was really harsh on Nesta. But quite honestly, like, I thought I was going to hate him more, I guess if that makes sense. Like, based on how him and Nesta have interacted in the past, I was like... It's going to be way worse between Reese and Nesta. Like, yeah. I really thought there was going to be so much more, like, spadding going on. But it's so ironic that what actually... Like, and I actually liked him by the end of A Court of Silver Flames, but then I read, like, the little Azrael bonus chapter, and I was like, I've never hated you more.
1: It was the line... Like, get out. It was the line, you think you deserve her as a mate? I was like... Oh, yeah. You. So like, for those of you who don't so know, mean.
0: there's a little Azrael bonus chapter that was released, and... Coming from somebody who hates Asriel and Elaine, which is another thing I really liked about this book, is that Asriel and Elaine were not really a thing. But there was basically a chapter where Asriel, it was from his point of view, and he was talking about how he had all these feelings for Elaine, but, you know, didn't also really want to act on them. And alone
1: he was, because everybody had yeah, someone he, except for him.
0: Everybody had their person. Like, you know, Amron had Varian and. Who knows where Moore is? I don't even know where she was in that chapter. Moore was like really absent she through this the whole book, she but like yeah, I
1: don't know where she
0: was. yeah. And then like Reese and Feyre obviously had each other and their new baby and all that, and Ness and Cassian had each other, but like Azriel really had nobody. And it was at this, it was after the solstice, and Elaine and him were having this little bit of a moment, and he like kind of leaned in to kiss her, and then Reese was like Azriel, come to my office, and then basically like punished him for like
1: he told him
0: try to get closer to Elaine.
1: Stay away (sighs) from Elaine. I'm sorry, but the reason why he was like stay you have to stay away from Elaine is because it will ruin the alliance with the Spring Court because Elaine and Lucian are mates and it'll piss Lucian off. And if you piss Lucian off then it also pisses off the Spring Court and the Autumn Court, apparently. And I'm like Reese you literally stole like Pharaoh from her wedding, yeah. And then no, and you were like, "said you're like, I'm gonna go f- to war for you, Pharaoh. Like, if I don't care about the Spring Court's alliance, like, I'm gonna go to war for you." And nobody told and for the, Riz everything to that to stay away from Pharaoh. Like, ridiculous. I
0: know they'd like all, the whole inner circle like accepted Pharaoh with open arms. And then he just, like, like, Azrael has literally nobody and is like, oh, here's somebody that, like, I kind of like. And Reese is like, no, I forbid it. I'm like... I'm sorry.
1: Are you his father? Who are you like, to, like,
0: dictate what, what this, like, 500-year-old man does with his spare time? Like, and then throughout the whole book, Reese was saying, he's like, yeah, Azrael has his, like, hands full. Like, he's, like, so busy. And you, like, saw it through the book, too. Like, he was still making time to, like, train the priestesses, and he was doing all this, like, spying depressed. for the Night Court. Yeah. Like, he was gone all the time, like, doing all this work for Reese, And then he's like, oh, yeah, he was, like this one girl that I've had this like slow burn relationship going on with for like a year and a half and Reese is like no
1: (laughs) I'm like so stupid the only good thing about that sneak peek is and also like I don't like Elaine but I did feel bad for Elaine because she was like what did I do I know and and then it makes Azrael look like a joke and then Azrael had to say like this was a mistake and he I was like oh this is just so horrible and something that I and then even
0: sorry I was
1: Something that I really disrespected about Reese is he really kept Feyre out of the loop, and it seems like the last three books I have I this know. theory. So I have this theory in the last three books we had them from Feyre's POV, right? And so it seemed like Reese was very because we only ever saw Reese when he was with Feyre, right? Um, but then when we see it from another person's perspective, it seems like Reese doesn't actually like share as much with Farah. As we think he did, because we were getting it from Faye's POV. So obviously it was like that. And I was like, Reese is kind of like a manipulative little like bitch. I was like, this is really toxic. And the, you know, Lily and I, fun fact, our first podcast episode ever that never got released was actually us.
0: That never aired. And that never
1: aired. It was actually us like defending Reese and it was like, is Reese and toxic? And it was actually us to. Def- you know that and- never
0: aired for. You know, babe, I told you when we were having all those issues with that podcast, I was like, hey, maybe it's a sign we shouldn't be posting this. For you know sure. what? It came back. Yeah, I'm really glad <laughs> that we never posted that. Cause <laughs> that I would mean, really embarrassing. Um, and it'd be our first podcast episode, so how could we delete exactly. it, you know? So we would have had to just live with ourselves exactly. knowing how embarrassing and so, that like, was.
1: We were, we were defending often just because, like, I have run out of, like, patience for you. I cannot defend you. you were, that is toxic. That's manipulative. That is not okay and
0: yeah and like quite honestly like i just don't like so like i said i like i took one for the team and i read the recent (laughs) fair bonus chapter despite just wanting to kill recent. and this chapter really didn't help so basically the chapter took place kind of after recent fair told everyone that they were pregnant you know like in that sitting room and uh they were talking afterwards, and then fair kind of went in her head, like, how, like, she was thinking back to when she told Risa she was pregnant, and it was in her painting studio, shocking, mm. and then basically, it was, like, after, like, she was teaching a class, like, to, like, these children, mm. or whatever, and then... He came by like after the class was over and like all the kids were gone, and she like basically broke down and was like, Oh my god, we're having a baby! She was just like so overwhelmed. And then they ended up like doing it on the painting room floor, and I'm like, Of course, of course, because why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then basically the whole rest of the chapter was them just like weirdly talking. And was like, so what's going on with you? Like, why are you so moody? And, like, we did learn that it was because, like, oh, the baby had wings. And he was stressed about it and wasn't telling her. And he was like, I'm not. And she's like, Cassian said you are. And he's like, yeah, well, like, I'm not. And then basically just kept lying to her. And then they just ended up having sex again. And I was like, okay. Yeah.
1: And something that I want to make, something that really irks me about this book, too, and I knew, I knew it was gonna be like this from day one. So I was all this, like, people were always like, "Why do you like Nesta?" I was like, "Just," shh. and this is, and we really saw it in this book. Shit kept happening in this book where it was like Nesta wasn't in the wrong, but it was just everyone was acting like Nesta was in the wrong, and so everyone thought it. And for, but when we since we got it from Nesta's review, it was like she didn't do anything wrong. And one of the things that I strongly believe Nesta didn't do wrong, because so much shit for in this book. It, like from the characters is she told Pharaoh that like she was gonna die like if she had the baby and then Emrin and Reese mm-hmm. and then Reese was like get Nestor out of this city right now before I kill her and I was like why because like you couldn't tell her the truth if I'm gonna die like I would like to know please like if everybody else knows well and I even would like to know. and
0: even Pharaoh saw it as that and like
1: and I think Reese was just like it was very it's such toxic behavior because Feyre was, like, not upset about it. And, you know, Reese is always, like, about, like, choice and whatever. But I'm, like, how is Pharaoh supposed to make good choices for herself if she doesn't have, like, all the information? Just saying. Well,
0: that's so true. And, like, yeah. So he just really made me mad in this book. Like, Nesta... Something about me... Like, I was... Like, I went into this book liking Nesta. Like, I wasn't, like, a Nesta stan, but I liked her a lot, especially when I reread the Akatar series in, like, preparation for this book. Mm. I, like, liked her more and more as I, like, read more and more. Mm. But, like, I was still prepared for the very real possibility. I was like, she's going to make me mad so many times in this book, but that's just going to be a part of the journey, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and I'm aware of that. But she didn't even make me mad even once. So I was like, but I mean, I know some people were mad about, like, what she said to Farah, like, especially the inner circle. But personally, I wasn't also mad about, about it. Like, honestly, you know, I feel
1: like the inner circle needs... I feel like Nessa gave the inner circle a bit of reality check that was much needed, if I'm being quite honest.
0: Yeah, and... It's kind of speaking of like characters who had like a ungl- like a glow down yeah. like Amryn too mm. like I hated Amryn in this book I
1: thought it was ridiculous. like she was
0: just as bad as Resand I thought
1: it was, thought it was rid- worse yeah I thought it was ridiculous how Amryn said to Nesta you are a, you've become a pathetic waste of life and then Nesta was in the wrong for being upset about that I was like
0: What something I really didn't like about this book. Like, one thing, like, I ended, like, so, you know, after kind of Nesta's, like, mental, her full mental breakdown in like, chapter 50, where she just, like, collapses and just, like, sobs and sobs Is and sobs, like, after ended? hiking. Yeah. Like, after they went hiking. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, I need to, like, fix the things that I've done wrong. And she kind of listed everything that she did wrong. And, like, I did agree where I was, like, I understand why you did that, Nesta. But, like, I mean, like, maybe you could apologize for that or whatever. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. Like you know, like, the drinking and the spending all their money, like, I'm, like, okay, yeah, you can apologize for that, but something I really didn't like was how she apologized to Mm Amron, and Amron never apologized back. I was, like, you don't need to apologize to Amron. should be, like, like,
1: like, kneeling, like, to you, like, apologizing, like, I just thought that was ridiculous, and, um, and then when, and then when Nesta confronted Amron being, like, you are my friend, like, I liked you, and I trusted you, and you just, like, when I was going through something, you just said, like, I was a pathetic waste of life, like, that was gonna do anything, and Amron was just, like, get out, like, go away, like, I don't like you, like, leave me alone. Well, I
0: feel like so many, like, I really liked Ammon in the first three books, like, I thought she was great, I, like, hardcore shipped Amron and Barry mm-hmm. into her. I thought they were, like, super cute, but, like, in this book, like, reading this book, I'm, like, don't even, like, bring up Amorin's name to me right now like and I feel like so many people like like obviously before A Court of Silver Flames came out but uh you'd always see people comparing like Amorin to like Manon from Throne of Glass I'm like never make that comparison again never again I feel like Nesta's don't made, even like, like, go there like... yeah me too but I was just saying that like so many people compare them mm-hmm. and I'm like honestly
1: like Amorin do disrespect Manon like
0: that yeah and, yeah, I really did not like Amron in this book, even by the end. So that's kind of mm-hmm. too... I was a little disappointed that there was two characters that, like, And then. I really liked that I grew to hate. And then,
1: I know for, this is probably just me because I know that you, you really didn't... You've never really liked more, but, like, here's the thing. The first time I read this series, I did like more, and it wasn't until you explained it to me that I was like, oh, wait a minute. That's actually really messed up. So, but uh, <laughs> reading this book... I, like, hate more now. Like, I feel like I hate more than like you do.
0: That's funny, because I I feel like my opinion on more stayed the same in this book, because I feel like she wasn't really in it.
1: She, she wasn't, but she, yeah. that was when Nesta's going through it, and more and to be this character, right, that's all, like, there for the priestesses, and she's, like, always, like, second chances and, like, giving people second chance at life and whatever, and helping out the prisoners, being, like, this light in the dark. And then Nesta's, like, in her darkest place she's ever been in her life. And Cassian's taken her, like, to the Illyrian camps to, like, go train. And she obviously she doesn't want to go train because we later find out, like, she doesn't want to be embarrassed in front of all the misogynistic Illarion warriors. And then Moore shows yeah. up and she's, like, she literally says to, like, Nesta... If it was up to me, I would have dumped you in the court of nightmares. People like you don't deserve second chances that people like him give it was and it was like, oh, and I was just like, "Wow, that is, and low. I'm like, you're
0: one to talk about you're one to talk about how Nesta treats Cassian as if you haven't been using Cassian. Cassian even said it like three times in this book. he's like Moore has been using him as a buffer for years, mm-hmm. and I'm like, even Cassian knows it, and so I'm like. You know what?
1: Another th- more. And Another thing that I hated in the uh, Azrael scene that recent said he was like, "And what of more?" He was like, "What about more?" You know? Yeah. And, I'm like when, Az- when he was like, oh, "You can't kiss Elaine." What about more? I was like, "What about more?" More doesn't deserve Azrael.
0: I'm like, oh yeah, let's just pine over her for another five hundred years, and like, we'll see where we- maybe she'll change her mind. I- you know, I just, you know, I can't talk about this anymore. We need to talk about the characters that got a glow up. So. <laughs> AKA Azriel, so. Cassie, and Nesta. Wait, we're getting on the bad <laughs> the
1: way, so now we can just give a glowing
0: review. I feel like, like you know. fa- oh, before, like, I feel like we're going, like, a little, like, spectrum, like, we did the bad side. I feel like Fair just kind of stayed the same. I
1: actually, hear, makes I more like, respect for Fair because I was like, Jesus Christ, like, she was, like, yeah she's very much the mother of the group which is ironic because she's also the youngest like in the inner circle and so I was like (laughs) I
0: know Um, she really gave me like Tessa Gray from the Shadowhunter world like vibes in this book and I like really love that um I I did I did like her a little bit more but I feel like she didn't have like a full-on like glow up or anything so that's why I'm putting her in the neutral category (laughs) but now back to the characters that Glue up. Let's obviously okay. I feel like we should talk about Nesta last because we'll like work yeah. up to her I feel because like, it's her.
1: Yeah, thing. I agree. I feel like we should we should talk about first is Azrael because Azrael. Yeah. He was he was in this book, and we. I feel like I feel like we definitely saw more of his personality. I didn't really well like. like
0: because see, I've always liked Azriel, but even just like a week before this book came out, Olivia had a whole rant about Azriel. So it's really interesting how much your opinions change. I
1: always okay, my rant about Azriel was I was like, I don't understand how this guy has such a big fandom for a character that literally doesn't speak. Like he says like two like two sentences, I feel like. And it might have been just because I was so focused on the other characters that I didn't... When Azriel said something, it kind of just, like, went over my head. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, I remember finishing the trilogy and I was like, oh, Azriel, Yeah, like, Azriel's there. And then I went online and everyone's, like, got, like, usernames, like, simp for Shadow Singer and everything. And I was like, what? Like, why does he have this much of a, like, committed fandom? And so I was just confused because I just didn't understand... And I was like, I want to understand, but I just can't because the guy hasn't... I don't know anything about the dude. Like, I don't even know his vibe or his personality. He just is mute. And then in this book, he actually was there. And I thought it was so cool how he was... I actually, like, smiled so hard when I heard, like, Azrael was going to be a roommate. Like, because I felt like that changed the vibe so much from, like, a romance book to kind of, like, a friendship book, if that makes sense. Because... well.
0: Yeah. He had so many good lines in this book, mm. like I don't want to say he had a glow up because I feel like his personality didn't change. It's just we saw more exactly. of it because he was living with Nesta and Cassian, but like so his personality didn't really change. Kind of like the same as Cassian. Like I don't want to say Cassian had like a glow up because he was like always He's amazing and just stellar got character, more but
1: lines. and I always tell to- yeah, he just got more lines. I was like- if he when he gets more lines, like I know I'm gonna like him, but he just doesn't have any lines. And then lo and behold, I finished the book and I was like, Azrael and Cassian are like my favorites from the Inner Circle.
0: Yeah. Well, some of my favorite lines from him <laughs> are when he was like. Obviously, like, I loved it when it was, like, it was, like, very early on into the book before Cassian and Nessie even kissed for the first time, but it's kind of, like, the first time they had, like, a little flirty banter over breakfast, and then afterwards, Cassian and Asriel were, like, waiting outside for Nesta to finish getting ready, and was like, you're in deep shit, yeah. and Cassian's like, yeah, I know. I was, <laughs> That's one of, like, our favorite
1: interactions. That's so funny. It. I loved, okay, my favorite Ezra moments was number one, um, when they did the vote, which I d- can't talk about without getting like pissed that they even had to vote about whether or not they would tell nesta about the swords
0: but the blades, the blades yeah and that
1: her power did that um because amram was like she'll hurt people with this information don't want to talk about that but i loved how cassian stood up for nesta and then Azriel stood up for nesta too i was like I yeah cassian. Like- like, nesta's a cool girl like we don't need to do this and then my second favorite Azura moment that really just sealed the deal. I was like, he's definitely one of my favorites. He gave Nestor a solstice present <laughs> and a reading like, light. A reading light. And I was just like, oh my <laughs> that was so my cute. Face. And
0: then she hugged him. I was like, I think this is the first time Justice ever hugged everyone, anyone, everyone.
1: Like, and it, oh. well, honestly, I didn't think about that. He, she didn't really even like. uh I don't know. She, I don't know if she even really hugged Cassian like that. You know, like I'm sure they like. That really, Not really, and so yeah, I love and I love Ezreal and Nesta's friendship. I really hope we see more of that, now that the <sighs> rest-
0: Well, if Ezreal's getting his own book, and yeah. like obviously, I feel like Nesta would be in his book quite a bit because, especially like, if, if anything, just because of Cassian,
1: yeah, for sure, but. But like Nesta owns the ha- uh, the book and Nesta owns the house of Win now, and I I think Nesta's the last person to kick anyone out of like their house, right? Because she got like kicked out of her house, or quote unquote like apartment. Yeah. Or whatever. And so I can't imagine her being like, "Yeah, we own the house now, as we also like get out." So like, I think like they're probably gonna room, and I'm so excited because it's gonna be like, it's gonna be like a trio, I always feel like, and i I love that because I feel like.
0: Except the only difference is going to be Asriel's going to move his bedroom to the opposite side of the literally,
1: literally. But I feel like it, it works so well because, like, Reese really, like, kind of became more, like, Fa- it was, like, Rhys and Feyre than, like, Asriel and Cassie. A little bit of, like, he would pop in every now and then, like, and Asriel and Cassie were, like, roomed together. But now I feel like it's cool because then, like, Nest is there and it's kind of, like, there's, like, three of them again. And, you know, I can see that it's going to piss off more even more which kind of might be a big re- another reason why I really <laughs> like it because like I know that more kind of like sleeps used to like sleep at Cassie and Azrael's house a lot like hang out with them but mm-hmm. like now I think is gonna be there and I don't know I just feel like they're such a much better healthy stable trio I'm gonna yeah.
0: I'm gonna be really curious to see how much Ness or more changes her attitude like in future Arcadia works how much more changes her attitude towards nesta well as a result of the mating bond right because i don't maybe like obviously i'm not excusing her behavior like i convince you hate more like i don't like her at yeah. all but like i almost wonder if she was like not that she has any right to be like or but are you serious about him you know what mm. i mean like i'm worried you'll hurt him as if she hasn't been doing that to these guys for like 500 right. years so she has no right but, like, maybe if she's, like, she's, like, oh, so this is, like, okay. Is exactly <laughs> like, wrong. we're, like, yeah. serious about this. Mm. Like, I thought that this was just, like, a like a fling. Well, I was
1: actually thinking about this the other day and, you know, going back to the vote again. I promise I'll drop it off to this. It's interesting how the only reason that Nesta got told about the Blades was because majority won. Because it was Ameren and Reese voted against Nesta. But then Feyre, Cassie, and Adriel voted for Nesta but Moore wasn't there so Moore didn't vote but if Moore was there I feel like it would have been a tie and then I don't know what would have happened like would they have told Nesta would they have not and so I feel like that's going to be really mm. kind of interesting and symbolic of, of like when Moore comes back it's going to be like an it's kind of like another person that would have voted against Nestor. I feel like and so mm-hmm. but the thing is Emron and Reese at this point, have kind of made their peace with Nesta, as Maul hasn't really, like, bonded. They did the dance lessons, but, like, those seem kind of awkward, and I don't think Maul changed her opinion about Nesta at all from those. Like...
0: No, I don't think so either. Yeah,
1: and so I think I'm waiting for them to have a big-ass blowout because, also, I feel like it'd be the coolest thing if Maul ended up becoming, like, the main villain, and I know that this probably won't happen, but, like, I feel like it could totally work in the sense of the reason why we don't know anything about Moore's powers is because Sarah's, like, waiting for a big reveal to expose them in, like, a final battle sort of situation mm-hmm. where we finally see just how powerful Moore is because they only speculate. And also Nesta, I feel like Nesta and Moore if, like, Nesta, I guess if Nesta going against, like, a Moore in power-wise, that's a very interesting battle there. So I, like, would love to see mm-hmm. them have, like, a blowout. But, like, I don't know. Um, but I don't think, like, they're going to become think... best friends or anything like that. Or, like... Neither yeah, do I. I think they're always going to be, like... But... Nestle, hello, goodbye.
0: <laughs> it's just going to be awkward forever, for eternity. <laughs> um, okay, now let's talk about Cassian. We talked about Azriel's so little glow-up. Cassian, I feel like... I feel like he did, like I said, same with Asriel, didn't really have a glove, it's just we saw more of him, and he is just so understanding and so caring and so patient, and, like, it's just, when he sat with Nesta over and over again, when she, like, doubted herself, doubted their relationship, doubted her ability to heal, he was like, yeah, like the trauma i've went through it took me like 10 years to like even be able to face it and so nobody like i don't expect you to be okay right now like it hasn't been that long and i feel like he was just so incredibly understanding of her and everything which
1: is that she went through everyone else was like everyone was so ridiculous and like they expected Nesta to get over her trauma like that. Like, they wanted her, like, fixed because it was an inconvenience. But Cassian was, like, in the beginning. I think Cassian and Azrael, which might be another reason, like, why I really liked him, they were, like, the only ones that were, like, you guys are expecting so much from this one girl. Like, leave her alone. Like, she gotta, she, it's gonna take time. And, but Cassian, especially, was, like, her biggest defender. And I feel like the two quotes that kind of summed up Cassian, like, best of this book were, um,. One, how he, there was that quote where it was like, keep reaching out your hand. i like, he did keep doing that. That was good. Yeah, that was a good quote. I really like that. And then also, um, oh, oh my God, I had it there. Oh, and then also when it was like, then that's, they're like, oh, Nesta's like, this can only ever be like just sex. And they both know that. And Kazian knows that she's her mate. And he's just like, oh, darn it. But then he says, he was like, then, like, I'll cherish. He'll say something the lines was like, oh.
0: Yeah, he's like, whatever. I'll have you. i like, take whatever I can He's get. like, I'll take whatever you can, whatever you give me yeah. for as long as you'll let me. Or It's something yeah. like that. Um, I feel like that
1: really summed him up. But, yeah,
0: it, yeah, it was really cute. He was, he was so just supportive of her and her whole journey. And I feel like that was the reason why she was ever able to make any steps toward oh.
1: recovery. Because... He, yeah, he just... He bothered to, like, notice her and be patient with her. Like, even... Even the whole... Even when
0: she refused to train yeah, with I was him. I
1: say, like, that whole situation, even him just taking the time to think, like, why doesn't she want to do this? And then being like, oh, of course. Like, nobody else was doing that. And, like, you know...
0: He never tried to see the worst in her. He always tried to see, like, a reason. He never wanted to assume the worst of her, right? For sure. And then I think that's exactly... I think that's exactly what she needed, and then I don't know. I just feel like he cared about her so, so much, and it was just, it was so nice to see because obviously, like obviously in any romance book, you could say that about any of the male love interests, but I feel like it was very different in this book. Like even if we wanted to compare it to like another Akatara example, like obviously Reese cares for Feyre. Like whatever we want to say about Reese, and like obviously he cares about Feyre or whatever. Um, but I feel like it's very different, sort of caring about her because while Reece was like very caring in the sense where he was like, I'm gonna keep you safe, like, I'm gonna protect you, I'm gonna do like whatever I can for you, Cassian's like, I'm gonna do all that, but I'm also gonna give you the space to be your own person. Whereas I feel like Reece and Fair morphed into like that one couple from high school that everyone Yay. hates because they're just like Yay. one person. Yay. And they're not their own two separate people. I, Whereas, like, Nesta and Cassian, yeah. I feel like their individual personalities didn't change. Exactly. Which is, like, my favorite uh-huh. thing in a book couple. Like, if you look at all my favorite book couples, you can always tell, like, the characters themselves, like, they didn't change when they got into a relationship. And I feel like that was, like, Nesta and Cassian.
1: 100%. One of my biggest worries about Nesta's healing journey was, I was like, I don't want, like, I don't want, like, Nesta to become, no offense, like, fair, where it was like she's... Because something that I, I loved about Nessa so much is she, res- she was, like, the first female character I've ever seen that's really responded to trauma in the way that she has. Because usually when female characters kind of go through a traumatic experience, I feel like they kind of do what Elaine did or, where, or what Feyre did, where they're, like, really shy and, like, oh, my God, like, sad and everything. But Nessa was, like, angry. She was, like, pissed and i felt like that was really uh-huh. like import i don't know why but i felt like that was really important to showcase that cuz it hasn't really been showcased in y a lot or adult now a lot and um I yeah got, it's adult yeah now. and i got really worried that like i didn't want nessa to like get over a trauma and then it turns out she's like turns into just this really happy bubbly person and she's like oh my god like hi guys like how are you like i i still wanted her to be like intimidating and kind of a little bit like Blunt and you know because that I felt like that was like her always her personality and one of my favorite moments from this book where I felt I kind of like sighed a bit of relief about this book and I was like okay this is a good book is at the top of the mountain in chapter 50 when she's having a meltdown Cassian says like you can apologize but like you don't have to stop, like, giving people, like, that look that you give, which is, like, my favorite look, by the way, which, and it was, like, the I'm gonna, like, kill you look or whatever. Yeah. I was, like,
0: yes. Yeah, and that's, that's, like, another thing about him as well, like, he really never wanted her to change anything about herself. Obviously, he wanted her to be happier with herself and wanted to have a sense of self-worth and things like that, and that was showcased, like, so many times throughout the book, like, you could tell he was just, like, worried about her, like, feelings of self-worth because there was a couple times where she'd be, like, talking about something and in his inner monologue, he'd be like, oh, my God, she's, like, thinking ahead to the future. Oh, for
1: sure. Like, that's a good
0: sign or, like, things like that. Like, he was genuinely super worried. But other than that that fact, he never wanted her to change anything else about herself. And I thought even the parts of herself that people didn't really like, he was, like, but it's, like, my favorite part of who you are, you it's know? And I thought that was awesome.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I just – I really liked her healing journey. I feel like this is the best kind of, like, healing journey. Like, the, the closest healing journey I can think that Sarah J. Mass like, did as good as this one was, like, Aelin's, like, Kingdom of Ash one. But mm-hmm. even then, like – Yeah,
0: very much, like, Aelin Galathinius for sure. vibes. And, like even like, even compared to, like – Like, I'm not going to obviously talk about, like, what Aelin went through in Kingdom of Ash. Like, you don't have to worry about spoilers. But she, like, really went through a bunch of stuff. And then I feel like Rowan was very similar to Cassian. Like, I feel like she kind of wrote Aelin and Rowan in a very similar way because... Or, I mean, Cassian and Rowan in a very similar way in this book because he never was, like, wanted her to pretend to be anything, but she was. And he, like, was very patient with her and caring and understanding, Mm -hmm. right? It's kind of similar to Cassian, right? And obviously it was... I feel, like, much more condensed in Kingdom of Ash because, obviously, there's so much to get through in Kingdom of Ash, whereas this was, like, a whole book about this healing journey. It's, so like, obviously, it was, like, a little bit different, but I could really definitely see the parallels between those two For characters, sure. and like, that's what that
1: say, like, moment. I think, like, this healing journey is better just because, like, this book is specifically about the healing journey, as I feel like if Kingdom, Ra- if yeah. Kingdom of Ash was just about alien's healing journey, like, it would be neck and neck. But, like, Aelon's just kind of... Aelon's a like kingdom of Ash, healing is very much a like close second to this. Like, I feel like this is her best, like, healing yeah, book.
0: Yeah, obviously. Yeah, for sure. This is obviously the best one, but, yeah. yeah very similar
1: vibes. Um, um, I feel like we should talk about... So now we got to talk about Nestor, obviously, but, like, her powers is something I really want to get into. mm
0: mm-hmm. th- Her powers are something that are very interesting because... They really weren't, like, the focal point of the novel, yeah. but they were still very important in her journey itself, right? I
1: think they're going to really come into play in the last book because I have a theory that the last book's going to be very, like, you know, no, I'm not spoiling anything, but, like, Kingdom of Ash, where there's, like, so many different POVs. Like, I feel like everyone's going to get a POV in the last Agatha book. Like, it's going to be mm-hmm. that, or I hope it is anyway because it just ends up being, like, a more book. I'm going to scream. Um, but... Yeah, I think, like, they're really going to come into play in the last book and it'll be a bit, you know, awesome. Like, she'll end up being this really cool thing. I th- yeah, really interesting how she gave them up at the end and I thought that said a lot about Nesta and was really ironic because so many times in this book people like, Nesta's scary, like, with powers. Like, she's going to hurt us. And then literally at the first opportunity she got, she was like, take them. Like, I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want them.
0: yeah. And, like, I feel like, like, I know even you and I were talking about this last night after I finished the book. But we were talking about the fact that, like, oh, like, I kind of wish she had, like, used them more or whatever. And I was like, honestly, yeah, that would have been super cool. Like, I, I wish she had used them as well. But I feel like she didn't use the, the how little she used them really said a lot of. Her she she had a lot of because she hated them. them
1: and she didn't
0: she hated those powers mm-hmm. because she um it was just such a huge reminder of like what she went through like mm-hmm. it like even Feyre like she was given those powers you know what i mean but nesta like those powers were like forced upon her she took them. and she yeah, didn't have she like any choice them. she took she stole them not yeah yeah, she stole them, and but she didn't really want them. She was just kind of trying to get vengeance, exactly. right? Like, I don't think she was like, oh, I'm going to take these powers so I can be the most powerful person. Like, she was just trying to get vengeance, you know? She didn't take these powers, like, to be powerful. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if, I don't know, I think I'm kind of glad that she never really learned to use her powers in a super crazy way because I feel like that wouldn't have really made sense with the amount that she resented her power mm. and with how much it like hurt her to think about the cauldron like she couldn't even take like a bath really for like a very long time because of that cauldron so I feel like using those powers on a super regular basis and spending a lot of time mastering them would have just not been
1: for tr- yeah good true. for her
0: I feel like
1: I have a theory though. so I feel like the the powers that came from the cauldron like Recent says, like, her power is death, right? But then she has these silver flames uh-huh. or whatever. I feel like yeah. the death power we're going to find out is just Nesta, like, on her own.
0: Mm. Because
1: yeah. we have this theory of, like, Nesta's not the full sibling to, to Feyre or Elaine. And there's, there's evidence uh-huh. in the previous books. But in this one, it's really interesting because it brings up Hoshi, like the death purse guy, a lot. Um, there's the whole advertisement of this book was like Nesta, like gripped by death or something, like power in one hand, death in the other. And I feel like that was really that's like literally a line of pressure, like power in one hand, death in the other, or something like that. Yeah. And I feel like that shows like the power is in one hand, and like she gave that back. I feel like, but she still has like death in the other, right? And I feel like that's the. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and also, um, you know, you sent me something this morning, which was cool, where the bone carver, like, literally called caught...
0: The bone carver yeah. was, like, she's my sister. Yeah.
1: Maybe, like, her... Yeah, for sure. And so I think, like, it's going to be interesting, though, because I really hope, since I don't think is going to be the main focus of the next book, but, like, Asriel is, I feel like is going to hide it for a really long time, that maybe she realizes she's like, oh, wait a minute, like, I still... I don't have the cauldron's powers anymore, but I still have this. And was this not a part of the cauldron? And I don't think she'll tell anybody. I think it would
0: be very interesting. I think it'd be very interesting because it's, like, Azrael's book. But if she, like, told Azrael with, like, this new friendship and he'd be, like, so did you tell Cassian about this? And she's, like, well, if I – it almost sounds like if I tell Cassian, then it's real sort of thing. Mm,
1: For sure. Where she's,
0: like, well, I I didn't want to tell Cassian. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? (laughs) but she tells Azrael, which i feel like would be kind of cool because cool. she'd be yeah. like, she's like she'd be like you know like get rid of this for me and he'd be like uh, okay <laughs> um
1: yeah i thought it was a good and then i liked how it ended with her going to her father's grave finally that was really sweet i thought mm-hmm. that was really fitting and i like how it ended i i feel like pe- some people are going to complain that like we didn't get to see Nestor and Cassie and like meeting ceremony or whatever or like them to like go on and be like mates but i like that it ended just before that because it really showed of like nesta's like got a future now like she's got things to look forward to Mm -hmm. and i really liked that and i thought that was really cool
0: and there's also a bunch more books in the actor series coming out which i feel like people
1: kind of forgot (laughs) no i really yeah for sure um yeah in the next akatar book like Sorry to segue, but like the one thing that did come good out of the Azriel scene was Azriel and Gwen.
0: Yeah, I was gonna talk about like Gwen and Emery, but like Gwen and Azriel are so I ship it so People hard. Like have ship
1: names, like they commenting on my press, like I think it's like Gwenriel or something like that. People are, like, being, like, oh my god, mm-hmm. I ship Gwenriel so hard, and I'm like, ah.
0: I can't wait to I can't wait for people to start drawing fan art of them. I'm like
1: ah, I don't need a fan art so of Nesta, Gwyn and Emery. So bad. And but like also Gwyn. I saw the thing. Yeah.
0: And I know I said to T, but I don't know if you've seen it yet. But it's basically, like, so we can all agree that, like, it's Gwen and Asriel and Emery and more. And I was, like, interesting, interesting. I didn't think Emery
1: and more. Hmm.
0: I know, neither did I. Be weird.
1: I feel like but that I could work. See it. That if, could be like, kind of cool. and Nesta ended up becoming, like, mutuals. Mm-hmm. Because then I feel like Emery could really... I feel like Emery is a person that could show more, like, the good in Nesta, you know I mean? Like, the Nesta's actually really cool, you know? Oh,
0: yeah, and so, I don't know. I think it's going to be fun. Um, Nesta, Gwen, and Emery love that friendship. As soon as Gwen came in, like, the first scene she was in, I was like, oh, these guys are going to be
1: friends. And then as really soon excited. as I heard like, the first mention of the Valkyries, I was like, oh, they're Valkyries. They're going to be Valkyries. Because I always knew Nesta was going to be – I always wanted Nesta to be something. Like, I wanted her to kind of have her in, like, posse or, like, whatever like Mm kind of like this yeah we talked about that a lot Yeah, we talked about that a lot we were like we just want Nessa to like we want Nessa to lead something you know and we wanted to have like her friend group and then I thought I was like maybe she'll like be a witch that got brought up a lot in the book too uh maybe she'll be like a witch and then she'll like a weak coven thing or like maybe like at 13 or whatever or maybe she'll be an Illurian and like have a bunch of Illorans. and then Valkyrie I was not expecting it but I'm not complaining
0: I love how she's, like, actually, like, an official, like, Iranian warrior after the blood oh rite, no. but then she was like, I don't want to be called an Iranian,
1: <laughs> and all of them were like, nope. I love how Emery and Gwyn were literally, like, one out of, like, now the 14, because Cassie made a big deal, like, only 12 <laughs> people have won it, and then yeah. Emery and Gwynn literally won it, and then like, hmm, I'm i like, I'm good, know. I'll be a Valkyrie, i was like, iconic!
0: I know, I thought that that was super cool, and... Yeah, it was that was so fun. A- I love their friendship, and I can't I can't wait to see more of their friendship in the future. Uh, hopefully, in the future, books are still in it, and I mean, I know they're going to make a pretty large appearance, especially because of Azrael and Gwen. Right, Official, that's yeah. so obviously a thing. And something that's really cool about Azrael and Gwen is in the Azrael little bonus chapter or whatever. Um, there was like. So he goes onto the roof to train, and he's like blindsided by going, He's like, Oh, why are you here? Because, you know, he's like spy master, you know? Like, he's like, What the hell? I did not know you were here. And she, and you know, that could just come off. Like, I mean, to us, that seems like pretty normal. You like show up on a roof at 2 a.m. and someone's on it, you're like, Ah, oh, why are you here? Right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a pretty normal reaction. But to him, that's like not normal because he's like so used to just like knowing everything. Mm-hmm. And so uh, like his shadows, someone pointed out on TikTok that like his shadows didn't warn him about her I because his shadows already trust her.
1: We were talking about it like, yeah, we last night. Sarah made a point to write that when Azrael was with Elaine, his shadows recoiled. And then when Azrael was with Gwen, they tried to like reach for Gwen. And I was like, come on. Like, that's all the proof I need. Thank you very much. I, like, <laughs> I know. Uh, and then, like, their, cult, their personalities complement each other really well. And uh, I feel like Azrael's book's going to be so interesting in terms of, like, romance because his love life is so messy. Like, uh, Azrael, if Azrael and G- before Azrael and Gwyn can really even get together, he has to sort out his thing with more, which Moore doesn't want to do. Which is going to, I think mm-hmm. that's I'm really going to push more over the edge. Being like, I don't have Azria or Cassie in now. And I'll be like, says you right. But, um, yeah, so, just, but, like, I feel like that will actually piss her off. And people will be like, I, I hope the inner circle will be like, more. Like, why are you being, are you actually, like, mean? Like, what? And I'll be like, oh. Anyway, Azria's going to figure out this whole situation with more, And then Azria's going to figure out this whole situation with Elaine and that's gonna be <sighs> whatever, whatever it is because elaine's gonna be sad if the day when Azrael comes up to here I, like i feel like Azrael and elaine like they'll probably like will be a thing for a short minute and they're like i have no i honestly have no clue how that's gonna go like elaine and Azrael, like in not in terms i don't they're definitely not mm-hmm. gonna be end game but like I don't even, like, know how she's going to, like, sort that out. Like, I have no clue. It could go so many ways. Like, they could be together for a little bit. They could be together, then she dies, and then Azrael goes away. Like, they could be together, then, like, Lucian gets really pissed. Like, there's so many things. And so, like, it's really messy. I don't think
0: him and Elaine are ever going to be together. I feel like the door really shut on that, especially in that Azrael sneak peek. Like... I don't know. I feel like it's not just gonna be like a because Resan said so sort of thing, but I feel like that's definitely gonna be a part of it. Where then now he just like feels like a little bit awkward around her. Where he's like, mm-hmm. uh. I could
1: definitely see. I-
0: like whereas I feel like I feel like Cassian was kind of like the opposite a little bit. He's like, don't be with Nesta, and he's like, ah, oh, I like Nesta more now, thank <laughs> you. Um, <laughs> but I feel like Azrael. He's just kind of like he's just like he grew up in an environment where like everyone was disappointed in him all the time, that I feel like Reese being disappointed in him, like, it's like, basically only family, he's, like, yeah, I can't do that.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if Azriel found out, like, I didn't really like you, Elaine. I like the idea that, like, all the bad boys, like, got an Archeon sister or whatever. So Because he literally said he was, like, what if, like, how come, like, you two get, like, an Archeon, like, Archeon, whatever their names are, sister, but, like, I didn't. Like, that's really confusing to me. Um... I don't know. I feel
0: like that could be Yeah. but I don't know. Um. I, I, or you kind of find out that he didn't even really like Elaine that much. He just kind of liked the idea of, like, moving on mm. a little bit. Yeah. For sure. Or, like, a girl finally. Because Elaine kind of made the first move on Asriel, so I feel like it was kind of refreshing for him. Like Yeah, that's true. He's like, oh, like, somebody actually, like, likes me, and it's not just, like, me wanting to be with them, and they don't. They're not interested, you yeah. know.
1: And I feel like it's also a perfect setup, like the Elaine and Azriel situation, for like Nesta to be a big support to Azriel because I feel like Nesta really kind of also. <laughs> I feel like Azriel gonna like lose Elaine or whatever, right? Like, whatever that means. However sad that makes it, like, it's still gonna make him sad. And I feel like in this book, yeah. Nesta also kind of lost Elaine. like elaine lane ditch Nesta, like low key. I was like.
0: Elaine was such a bitch in this book. Such a bitch in this book, sorry. And I loved how Cassian called out what we were all thinking, because he's like, no, she's, or, no, no, this is not Cassian, actually, this is, like, the one thing that Reese did, like, correct, mm-hmm. so it was in, like, the recent and like, bonus chapter mm-hmm. or whatever, and Pharaoh was kind of, like, being, like, pretty defensive over Elaine, and Reese's just kind of, like, I mean, like, she's kind of fucking boring. Like, she doesn't do anything. And, like, Pharaoh's was like, well, like, is that really a problem? And Reese's was like, I mean, like, it's kind of annoying. I mean,
1: <laughs> it wasn't the whole reason why Nesta got sent to the House of Winters was because she wasn't doing anything. It's just the thing with her life. It's yeah. It's just, like, it's... It's literally like Elaine's literally just as toxic as Nestor was at the start of the book. It's just, Nesta smiles and is sweet and, like, puts on this, like, sweet, happy act. You mean Elaine? And so people are like, oh, I feel bad if, like, I tell her to, like, not do that anymore. As Nestor, she was, like, being a bitch, so people found it easy to be like, you suck. Like, stop that.
0: Oh, the other thing that I wanted to, like, talk about, I feel like, mm-hmm. that I feel like was very important to this book, but, like, I feel like I should have cared about more, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was, like, the politics with Eris and stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. We didn't even bring up Aeris. Eris is going to play a big part in the (laughs) books.
0: Yeah, I got really upset when, like, I I was really scared he was going to have betrayed them. And then when I thought he did for a hot second, I was like, oh, my God.
1: Then we found out that he literally took, like, a beating for them. Like, when he got
0: yeah that was really interesting
1: i also thought oh we didn't oh we have to talk about this how eris is like more knows the real story of what happened yeah what happened like i think more's been lying all this time at the expense of eris's reputation and i think we're gonna find out like i feel like eris is gonna end up being what like people think draco is on draco talk like weirdly you know (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah I don't know like I really want to know like the truth of what happened at the autumn court that day to like more you know I just really because yeah. I really think it's being <sighs> there's so clearly was, more like, really it's brought followers. up in Akawar too it's brought up in Akawar too like where Eris is like they're at the high lord meeting and like Azriel gets like really pissed off at him and he's like you don't know the full story only Mor knows the whole story and
1: I'm like I think, like, yeah.
0: So it's been brought up in two books now. And I'm like, so when are we going to find out?
1: I think, I just think she set it up, like, I'm really ready to see, like, the decline of more. Like, sorry. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I just really think, like, she's going to be such an interesting character to see for. Because she's so, on the outside, like, perfect. Like. I know. So it'd be really interesting to see her kind of, like crumble and then be like what the fuck what do I do and um yeah I just and then also I also think then it's going to be really interesting because then Aeris is there and I could to and then they're kind of like well do we like apologize to Aeris do we like you know be friends with Aeris and um I don't know. I'm just really excited. I thought it was hilarious how after one dance, Eris was like, "I want to marry Nesta. Like, I'll I'll give. And that I'll give was really love. interesting,
0: and I feel like, and I feel like that's probably gonna come back too.
1: For sure, because
0: obviously now she's like made it to Cassian, so he's not gonna like make a play for her. But obviously they have some kind of connection that I feel like is gonna. What if they like Karen continue That'd going be forward? Oh. Hello.
1: <laughs> Interesting. So, little idea. Um, I feel like Eris and Nat Nestor are just really compatible. Like their personalities meld really, mold really well together. So I feel like it's wasted opportunity if they mm-hmm. just like, don't have more scenes together. Um,
0: I think they're definitely gonna have more scenes together, and
1: and also I feel like Eris brought up like Azrael so many times in this book. Okay, <laughs> I'm very.
0: I feel like Eris is gonna bring up be a big part of Azriel's storyline mm-hmm. because in the sense of like I feel like he's gonna work with Azrael to take down his father in the next book.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: I feel like that'd be cool. We just need to kill Baron, he's so annoying.
1: Baron's like so unnecessary too. Like Baron and Elaine need to go. Sorry. Not sorry.
0: Yeah. They're really annoying and i feel like i'm just getting sick of them like they definitely added a big part of, well not elaine but like baron has added like a big part of the drama in aqua war he was like kind of important but then i don't even understand how he ended up fitting into the whole like Bray Lynn situation because i was like you didn't even end up being a part of it like he's just like oh he like we're like
1: well, I mean, he's good. To-
0: like, oh, yeah, he would support... Like, he supports Braylon, but he didn't even know any Braylon's plans. And now Braylon's dead. So I'm like, okay, so, Baron, why are you here? Like, you don't even know anything.
1: <laughs> very true, very true. I just... I'm really excited. Like, I definitely think we're heading into the better part of the ACOTAR series. It's set up for so many... Like, there's so many questions that have been open, and I really want answered, and there's such cool storylines that can be explored. Like... I'm really excited for the whole Koshi storyline. I think he's going to be a really cool villain. Um, and, yeah, I just... I'm really And even Tamlin, that was a weird storyline that I kind of am into. Like, how he just, like, isn't choosing to be human. Like, I'm not obsessed with it. It wasn't, like, my favourite part of the book or anything. But I was, like... But it was cool. It was cool. Like, I think it's interesting. And I think it's interesting how Reese like, visits Tamlin a lot to, like, check up on him. And I'm like,
0: okay. Yeah, I'm like, what's up with that? I
1: feel like he feels bad because he's like, kind of did this low key. Like, I didn't kind of like take your. take favor at your wedding day, but like. Oh well. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. I'm just so. We're just heading into. Because we we always put it in perspective, but it was like, this is like the the Queen of Shadows of, like, Akatar. And for anyone that's read Throne of Glass, you know that, like, Queen of Shadows onwards is, like, the superior... Or Fire really, onwards is the superior part of the Throne of Glass series. And so I'm really excited because I feel like we're going to look back by the end of this final Akatar book and be like, oh, my God, like, Akatar and Akamath were like, not good compared to the other ones. Or, like... (laughs) Uh, I know. (sighs) I love
0: it. Yeah, so lots of fun stuff coming up. I was definitely happy with The Court of Silver Flames. I rated it five stars, for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so we have a lot of really fun stuff coming up, I feel like, in the Acatar series. And I feel like this just, like, really touched the surface of, like, a lot of the characters. And I really hope we get an Azrael book next, because I feel like that's just going to continue answering so many questions. Like, especially about Gwen and Elaine and Lucian. I feel like Lucian didn't really have a lot of questions answered in this book but i feel like if in asriel's book i feel like he would have to especially with elaine playing a pretty big role
1: for sure uh
0: in his life right
1: i think so yeah and i mean yeah i I don't even know i i wonder when it's gonna come out because like on goodreads like you showed me this like it says that akita it says it's
0: coming out in 2021
1: yeah on April first though. And people
0: like No, that's not that's not the uh that's not like the fifth that's like a novella that's coming out.
1: Uh, so she's doing But it says
0: that akatar number f- it says that akatar number five is coming out in twenty twenty one too, but we just don't know when.
1: She's really publishing like the rest of the akatar series in one year.
0: Yeah, except for one other book.
1: Great. <laughs> that's crazy. And people like, when's the next one, Sarah? Like, hurry up. <laughs> Oh my god.
0: Yeah, I I know.
1: (sighs) Sam! So exciting. And then... I wonder what you do after Akatar because then it's just Crescent City and she's never... And I don't know, I'm just used to Sarah writing like multiple series at once. So I wonder if she'll just like write Crescent City or if she'll come out. Yeah, with a I wonder new one. if she'll just
0: write Crescent City. Because honestly, by that point, Crescent City will be like wrapping up because she said Crescent City is going to be three or four books, maybe more, but she's not sure. Mm-hmm. And so the second Crescent City book is coming out later this year, but the third Crescent City book is coming out in early of 2022. And so that will leave Crescent City kind of wrapping up if she's going to plan. Yeah. So, like, what are you going to write next? I I don't know. I'm hoping for a new installment of Throne of Glass, even just, like, a one book, like, where are they now sort of thing. But mm, she probably has something planned.
1: She could. Well, I, I mean, she's proven that she can kind of revisit a, a world, like, because she thought Akata was done. And then Akasif is really proven yeah. that, like, if you tell her, like, she can go back and, like, do, do stuff, which is really cool. Cause you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. what, could she, what could she do with her other series that are finished? Like,
0: oh. I know. So that'll be fun. Throne of Glass will turn into like a thirteen book series if we let it.
1: Oh, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's just so crazy because like she could, she's so like, I I feel like not enough people say this about Sarah J.M.S., but she's so smart. Cause like she can literally do like anything. She made it so like there's all these different universes or worlds or portals or whatever that like can she can like go through and I'm just like what the like she literally could do whatever she wanted and it it would work so it's interesting 100%
0: yeah so uh, I already miss Akasif but it's been really well
1: you said you're gonna it's been really interesting you said you're gonna reread it I'm gonna reread it of course I am Mm. yes Final parting words, my favorite line from the book was, like, Hello, Ness, throw the bones and stones so we could go play.
0: <gasps> I have it screenshot on my phone. I'll read it exactly. Or did you just read it exactly?
1: Oh, I didn't read it exactly. But, like, I remember it. I reread that scene so many times.
0: <laughs> Here, it's it's, um, where is it? I have a photo of it. But now I can't find it. Oh, here it is. Let go of the stones and bones, and then you and I can play. Cassian said,
1: "Ah, that's good." And, it, it and then mean. I
0: also have another one screenshotted when of Azriel. An Azriel quote when him and Fair were like recent. Fair were trying to get him to like do stuff for them. Okay. Or like they were like like they were like trying to like boss him around a little bit, and he's it's like Azriel's eyes shuddered. I wasn't asking for permission. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's a good one. I mean, obviously not my favorite life of the book, but it was just like right beside that other one in my camera roll, so I wanted to read
1: it. For sure. And you know, now that I'm thinking about it, it kind of seems like it seems like the inner circle might like split up for a hot second in future books. Honestly.
0: So yeah, I feel like I feel like Azrael gonna have like a lot of tension with Reese. a lot of resentment towards Reese because we know that the little Azrael chapter happened like right after Solstice, and then he went to the snowball fight the next day lost for the first time in 199 years mm. and then did it really have any more scenes with Reese and fair for the rest of the book
1: and then also i hate to say it but i do think it will come back to people like cassian why are you dating nesta like she's not good enough for you because like that got brought up too many times like yeah. by nesta for it to just like not come back and then so then I, I feel know. like that's gonna piss off Cassian. And Cassian's gonna be like, Screw you guys. Like I love and Nessa loves me, Nessa's fine. Like we're gonna g-. And then even Reese and Ferra, like I wonder if if I was Pharaoh, I'd be pissed at Reese for what he did. But I don't know, like, maybe if that will be a thing. Uh and then more is gonna come back and the whole Cassian and Azriel are pretty much gonna be done with more, like in her, her BS, hopefully, because they're both gonna have their own lives and their own love interests besides like that weird thing that she's been using them for, Amryn's like, Amryn's just, like, not a nice person and she doesn't have her powers anymore, and, which was interesting. See yeah, so she's, like, not even intimidating anymore. It's just rude, like, it, which is interesting. Like, she was rude before, but it was kind of like, oh, it's because of her, like, ancient power. But now it's, like, she's just rude. It's not cool so yeah yeah I could totally I feel like it'd be cool if they all like split up and then they have to come back together and be like hi it's me let's go save the world
0: I feel like they are gonna take a break from each other, and I feel like it's gonna be a little bit, cause you know, Fair and Reese are new parents. You know what new parents do? Like they always like kind of treat their friends like shit, right? When like whenever people have a new baby, like their friends kind of become distant from them because they're like so focused on their stupid baby. I mean,
1: it's gonna be hard too, because Mister um, and Cassie are literally like, let's go like, be mates. Like let's go, let's go like party, and then Reese and Fair are gonna be like, Shh, the baby's sleeping, like. <laughs> I don't know, I feel like that's gonna be, like, the energy for the vibe, and, yeah, oh my gosh, love it.
0: So many fun things coming, and I'm so excited, but Akasif was so good, and so glad we got to talk about it more than we already have.
1: I did not, out of all the, I, I've, I'm i reading, I was reading three books at once, but now I'm back to reading two books at once. Um, ooh. ooh because I didn't expect to finish Akisif for one day and then um, yeah and so it's I was going to say something but it, I lost it because I just got too distracted when I was talking about Akisif I was like oh um but now it's, it's so weird though because like it's so... I didn't expect... Oh, that's what I was going to say. I didn't expect this week's podcast episode to be this. Let's just say that.
0: Yeah, because when we talked about it last week, we were like, oh, we're going to be doing Akisip. I'm like, we're not going to be done Akisip by next week.
1: Literally, Well,
0: we were. That. So here we go. Oh yeah. So, so you're welcome. You guys got an Akisip podcast early. I hope you all enjoyed the book. I'm assuming that if you're still here, you've read it.
1: I hope. Um... <laughs> People are just like, hmm, I'm not gonna read Akasif anymore. I know, I know the plot. Oh, wait. we didn't even really explain the plot. We just kind of explained like the characters and
0: stuff. Our thoughts and feelings and emotions. We just the vent. emotions are still too raw.
1: Akasif event. Um, that could be the title.
0: That's what this was. Yeah. But make sure you guys let us know your thoughts on Akasif on our podcast TikTok, Two Girls Who Read pod, Two Girls Who Read podcast, and our Twitter, Two Girls Who Read. <laughs> right at us. Tell us what your thoughts on ActiveX were and we will see you guys next week.
1: Yeah. Bye.